Thanks for joining Sales with Suli, a mom of three who spent the last 12 summers knocking doors. Welcome to my podcast where I talk about all things women, the ups and downs of my journey, and what it takes to find success on and off the doors. Enjoy this episode. Hey, and welcome back to this week's episode of Sales with Suli. Um, I'm kind of excited about our guest uh, today. It's been kind of a fun journey um, over the last few months as, I, as I've been getting introduced and kind of just meeting different women in all sorts of life and phases. Um, one of the topics that a lot of you women have actually like reached out to me about is kind of um, being able to share our stories and how I'm able to um, be able to just create content or be able to just share experiences. Um, and just at a recent mastermind of <laughs> just this week, recent, it, yeah, like work. recent, yes, I had a lot of you women in the door-to-door space in mind as I've been trying to figure out ways and tools and connections of people who would be a value to you or you to them outside of the door-to-door space. And so today, as a guest, we have Anna David. And honestly, again, I feel like it was fate that had led me to her and some of the other women that I'm going to be having um, on this uh, show over the next couple of hours. But she is a author and a uh, publisher, correct? And the thing that drew me to uh, to uh, Anna, you had it to Anna was the super, the, just the excitement and the energy that she has in wanting to be able to share people's stories. Like I forget how life changing um, for other people hearing someone's stories really can be. And so with Anna here today, I kind of want her to just tell us a little bit about her. Like I want to know your story and how you got into um, writing, how you got into like this next phase of where you're wanting to share entrepreneur stories well I all I ever knew how to do was write it was like the only it was I majored in creative writing that, mm. that was an actual I didn't thing know that yeah that's an actual thing frankly I was kind of like a screw up and so it was the easiest major so I'm like what I don't have to take tests I can just <laughs> write about something but I also it was just the one thing I loved I was always really good at it I always loved it I, there was I was there was never any question about me doing anything else because it's the only thing I did. Okay, and um, and so I graduated from college and I worked at magazines and um, and then I they just kind of got bigger and bigger. You know, it was like I, I got so to what the type point. of magazines did you work for? Oh, I like I, I started at like the celebrity like Us Weekly. Uh, People, Premiere, Entertainment Weekly, and then I ended up writing for Vanity Fair and Details and Cosmo. And so Red you Book really got Times. like you really got to get into intimate, like personal relationships with some of these people because obviously you're writing about them. Yes, I mean I wouldn't call celebrity journalism intimate relationships, <laughs> but I. I, so I don't mean intimate relationship right. on that, but you're getting well, to understand people on a different level. Kind of that stuff was very shallow. I really? mean, like I really. Um, I learned a lot from working at People Magazine, which is like you learn about some. I think when I meet people, I want to know chronology. I want to know like, okay, so wait, you grew up here, and then what happened, and you went to college, and then da, 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 like that is how my brain works from being trained as a yeah. journalist. But I, what I think is interesting, what I think you'll like, okay. is the fact that I thought my purpose was to document other people's stories. Like I thought the height of success would be like I would be able to like interview J Lo. It never <laughs> occurred to me. 
that I would be living the life that was worth documenting. That wow. like ever, 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 ever. And I and so but when I, did you feel like you had that like switch or like what phase in your life that was like, hey, my story is important? Well, I had a big shift, which was I was like really a screw up, like really, really, really not like a cute one, like a really not okay. cute one. And I ended up in rehab when I was 29. And oh. and then I've been sober now 21 years. Wow. Um, and, and, and everything changed. And so before that point, I mean, like, obviously it was incredibly horrible what led me there. But after... It's not that life's been perfect ever since, but it was like life actually started. Yeah. And I actually saw, oh, my God, you know, that I feel like at 30 I was really reparented by, like, 12-step groups and, and really understanding, like, oh, my God, I can do whatever I want. <laughs> legitimately and whatever you want. <laughs> legitimately whatever I want. Yeah. I'm creating my reality. And also I realized when I got sober, like, oh, my God, addiction recovery is nothing like I expected it to be. I thought it would be this, like the end of life like you're boring you sit in these rooms with like men who chain smoke and and are boring and like wear boring sweaters and turtlenecks like I don't know what I thought and suddenly I'm like among the most creative hilarious motivated charming people I've ever met oh my god and it's hilarious and you were one of them and I was right in the middle of it and 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 I was like I if I had known what recovery was really going to be like I wouldn't have had to go as low as I went. Wow. I would have found this. And so what if, um, and so basically what happened is I was about two years sober. I'm sitting in um, my old boss's office and I look on the shelf and I see a book written by someone I know. And I go, I'm smarter than her. <laughs> if she can write a book. I can too. I can absolutely write a book. And yeah. literally, and I thought, what's the most interesting thing that I know about? Recovery. It's it's crazy how, how misunderstood it is and how... <coughs> Uh, nervous people get talking about like you know what I mean like I say like I went to rehab it's like oh my god as if someone died like like people don't know what to say because they don't, don't understand it so are you okay if people just smile and like how how'd it go of course okay. I mean now it's like you know and so then I really had an identity as this person I did TEDx talks about addiction so I wrote this book this book um, kind of became a big deal and it was option and there was a script and then you know and I'm what's the name of the book party girl party it's girl. called and um and then I ended up just just kind of writing the, you know, I thought all I know how to do is write. And so I, then I got another book deal with HarperCollins and another book deal. But it really, I really got screwed up. And I started to think about what would be successful. And I did six books I didn't care about. And they weren't successful in that they didn't sell. One was a New York Times bestseller. Okay. But it didn't feel... Like a new... It didn't feel good? It didn't feel good. It wasn't... I thought that I didn't like writing because it didn't feel good. And what I forgot was that, like, nothing's going to feel good if you're going at it with, is this going to be successful? Yeah. Go at it with, like... Am I going to be successful? Well, what's here... And that's going to be so successful because it doesn't matter what happens. So, like, Party Girl, HarperCollins owned the rights. I got the rights back last year, and I, I re-released it under my own publishing company. Good for And you. it's not like it sold 10 million copies. It's just I got to do it. And, and the, you felt good about it. And so it's like completely it successful. That is awesome. 10 million copies <laughs> of your book. Well, let's, after, after people hear this, y'all go buy 10 million copies. <laughs> I'll definitely go and get one. One's a start. <laughs> hey, yes. it starts with one. Yeah. Well, and that's like an interesting concept that you're, you know, you've transitioned from addiction to where you are because that's a lot of what happens when people get like 
really good with money um, or they don't. And I feel like one of the things that people are going to be doing is (coughs) testing or spending their money in different places. But I want to get back to this. (coughs) There is literally something in my throat away, friends. Um, Anyhow, but I want to get back to this concept of you didn't feel like being in a certain space was successful, even though most people here, New York bestseller, and they are like, oh my gosh, success. Like, she is awesome. You, and I'm, I'm thinking about me, honestly, yeah. like, while you're talking about that, because I, being the number one female rep at another company and I was at the very top, I felt mediocre. Right. Like, I was not happy. Or, uh, I, mean, I was happy, but I was mediocre. And then transitioning into something that it was just, I wanted it to be about me. I kind of want to hear, like, how the transition between the simple fact of, like, hey, you are here. You have this title here. That's amazing. What was the shift be- behind, like, the book that you did write in the sense of, like, I feel good behind this book. So you didn't, you weren't the same mindset, the same girl, the same person when you had this bestseller and you're a different human with this new bestseller? Well, I think what it is, I mean, honestly, I was a thousand percent successful in the eyes of the world and that yeah. like I'm on TV and yeah. I'm in media and I'm a New York Times bestseller. I didn't have any money. Wow. I didn't have any. Wow. And I'm like borrowing money to pay my rent. And frankly, like you and I were kind of talking about this yesterday. Like yeah. I don't, if I could bottle what it is that happened where I suddenly kind of walked into, okay, when you're a writer, when you're writing for magazines, when you're selling books, you are basically told that you have very little value. And so you're like, cool, I'm making $40,000 a year. Lucky me, at least I'm making something. It didn't cross my mind that writing skills were valuable, that I would ever get paid a lot of money until I started to, I met my mentor, Joe Polish, and I started to meet these people who were, um, they were all, just like this mastermind, they were all very successful, top of their field, in different businesses that I'd never never heard of being a door-to-door salesperson. Right, hear about this till a couple days so ago literally 48 hours that ago we fuss and rock <laughs> and and so and so i my mind starts opening to these to these things and and i start seeing people are making real money and then i start experimenting with you know sort of a lot of people were always asking me to publish their, to write their books for them. And I always said no, because I didn't want to write anyone else's books. And then someone was so insistent that I basically, it was that moment where I'm like, okay, this is my price. <laughs> and, the, and it was sort of like, oh, is that all? And I'm like, what? what? And, um, and, you know, and from there it's built a huge publishing company. We've now released like 40, I think 40 books. Wow. Um, and yeah, to just kind of, I, I, I do would say that I have a thing around saying the price and you have a thing meaning like you don't think that you're worthy enough to say the price or you're I like, I just hate saying it. I used to be the same way. Ugh, like I hate people it. are like, well, how much did you make? And I'm like, uh, like, what did you, what did you do here? But Like, as I've done work on myself and realizing that that connection behind, like, what we think we're worth and what we're telling people that we're worth, if it doesn't match, like, 
it, people don't it, pay you the money. Yes. And so it's like we need to be willing to be out there as like women, as professionals in our spaces, whether it's writing books, yeah. whether it's in door to door sales, whether it's being a camera crew. If people aren't going to accept our value, yeah. why are we allowing them to lower it? Like, why yeah. are you allowing other people to lower it and just saying, this is my price? If they don't like, okay, yeah. like move on. You, there's people who charge a lot less. Go to that. So you know? have you found that you are. Okay, so you're not saying it to me, but for, like, other people who are wanting to come and use your services and things like that, are you still hesitant about saying, this is my price? Well, we put it all over the website because I was so (laughs) tired of talking to people who were not right for it, you know? Um, And so so by the time – and we do a very careful weeding out process on the website – but I, I just don't. I just don't like to do it. I do have a salesperson. The problem with my business is that I am very much like the front and center person. And so when people you let the salespeople do the sales thing. No, but so everyone wants to talk to me. Yes. And so I'm like, oh well, yeah. I, I have. I've always, it's always like I, the people on my team are smarter than me, and they're better at this <laughs> than like me. <laughs> and so let me connect you. And they're like, no, no, no I still want to talk to you. Yeah. And, and and it's just not my 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 happiness is not t- selling people. Okay. It's just not. So then how are you getting people to come to like your company? Like how do you feel like sales? So sales has not played any part in your life of getting to the success of where you're oh, at. Oh, it's played a <laughs> mammoth part, but that doesn't mean that I like doing it. <laughs> but you do it anyway. Absolutely. Even if you feel uncomfortable. And yes. that's the biggest thing with door to door and with us and women in this space is we feel a lot more uncomfortable than men. Like Absolutely. it's just kind of like we're going to go do it. This is how we're supposed to feel. So when it comes to the sales portion, like how do you feel that you have been getting uh, away from this uncomfortable feeling or do you feel like you just do it uncomfortable anyways? Well, I mean, it's always the thing. It's funny. A friend of mine said to me the other day, she goes, is it determination or is it masochism? Am I not <laughs> supposed to do sales because it doesn't feel good or is that discomfort I'm supposed to work through? Yes. It's hard to know. Uh, discomfort that you just worked through. <laughs> but we're not all supposed to do everything. Mm-hmm. If my happy place is, is writing my own stuff. It's true. So, but it's hard to know. It's yeah. really, really hard to know. So, so um, I happen to be really good at sales despite not liking doing yes. it. I seem to be. Yeah. They I'm already yes. over here like, I'm going to go find out the price. Exactly. i all this. Like, I, s- I call it the pullback where exactly. you're just you're explaining all this information and you're withholding just because now we're all going to want to go figure out. Like, well, it's, a, it it's like dating. It's like, it's like, you know, I kind of, a lot of my sales technique is like, here's why I think it might not be right for you. <laughs> do you ever do that? This is why I think Especially it with reps. Yeah. I am like, I do not think that this is the right team or the right space for you. And they're like, yeah, yeah. I'm, and no, you're, you really aren't. And then they give you all the reasons why they should be, you know, a part of your team. Yeah. Um, but what I want to get to is um, what you do. Mm-hmm. I want women to be able to hear exactly like what you do, what kind of benefits that they're going to be able to have by being able to uh, share their stories and what it's going to do to be able to like bring them to the next level. Because there's a lot of women in the door to door space who are looking for like not necessarily the next thing, but something to be able to get them seen or heard or, or, or feel some type of value as they're transitioning or as they're wanting to build businesses and things like that. Like I want to talk specifically about what you do and how that can benefit uh, women entrepreneurs in the door-to-door space. Well, it's the most transformative thing. If there's one thing that if you are an expert in anything and you want the world to know that and you see people out there on TV, on social media, sort of yapping and and you're like, I know more than them. (laughs) 
you are already too late to do your book. Um, you know, it's always like the best time to do a book was 10 years ago. The second best time is right now. Yes. And so it's like there is nothing else in the world that overnight will give you expertise. Hmm. Um, it's sort of like I always say it's like nobody cares where I went to college or that I went to college. Everybody cares that I have a book. I, I just had a woman on my podcast and she said, she said, um, literally no one cares that I've been a college professor for 20 years. They care that I have a book. professor? No. My, my, oh, my, no. Okay. No. I, I mean, I was, my, I mom, was like, my mom was, but like someone said that to me. No one cares that I was a college professor. They care that I have a book. So it's, it's the only thing that can give you instant credibility and that, and that, and so once you have that, that's when you should do all the things. That's when you should have the podcast. That's when you should do the Facebook ads. That's when you should do the newsletters. It's like, it's like have this thing that says, this is who I am. This is what I know. This is why I'm special. And mm. we're so lucky that we live, we live in a time where there aren't gatekeepers anymore. When yeah. I first started in publishing, I had to write a proposal. I had to have an agent sell that proposal to HarperCollins. Now, you know, I get to go out, start an Instagram and be like, I'm an expert on telling your story. And I'm constantly, because I have tons of women I mentor and they're like, but who am I? To who are you not to? Why not you? We, yeah, we all started off us? with nothing. Yeah. We all started off with zero followers. We oh, all, yeah. um, and so, and so it is, it is the very best thing. Anybody, anybody who wants to work for themselves and wants to have an identity and wants to be creating content and putting stuff out there, it is the first thing you should do. I love it. So tell us what it's going to do specifically mm -hmm. like working with you, like where it's going to be, like what some of like the tools that you're going to be able to like provide like yeah. how, for and, and this is going to be for the men too. Like as I listened to um, Anna over like the last few days and just the types of people that she works with, just the types of people, the, the type of stories that you're telling, like I am looking at, <laughs> at you male leaders in this space. I am looking at all you women who are wanting to go and do or, or even already have found stories like there are so many stories that I already know about in the door-to-door -door space that I'm like oh my gosh someone could be touched by that yeah like oh my gosh someone could go and grow because of that oh my gosh someone might want to do the same exact thing because of your story but how do they get started like I'm like what what are the benefits working with Anna David well, so we work with a very specific type of person. Like our clients um, tend to be uh, business owners who've had their businesses for usually like five to ten years. Mm -hmm. They're like seven and eight figure entrepreneurs. And they have a story. They have something that they have overcome. So we have to be seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, huh? You don't have to be. <laughs> you don't have to be, but y'all should be. If you listen to this podcast, you should be. <laughs> they will be. You will Seven be. figure entrepreneurs for sure. But like that's we have worked with all sorts of people, but just like our avatar, the, the common, the, the most common type of person that comes to us. Yes, and they are very busy, and they don't want to type a word of their book. I don't. And we are there, you know. We're wait. Uh, so you type everything for me? Too. Hell yes! Oh my gosh! Hell yes! <laughs> our, our, my my red flag is when someone goes. Oh, everyone tells me I'm such a great writer. And I'm like, you're a CEO of an eight-figure business that, like, does widgets. Like, <laughs> if you don't write every day, all day, you're probably not that great a writer. And it's much harder for us to fix what's broken than to just start right from scratch. So Got it. I talk to potential clients where my team does. And then and then I have a very small team of writers. I'm a total snob. I don't know if you've gotten that, but my Definitely. She yeah. had to have her coffee and her food before we started. And, and that's okay. And the coffee had to be hot. 
these are the type of people I love. Yes, this is just how it is. And so my writers, because I'm such a snob, that's very good for clients. They're yeah. all like Wall Street Journal, yep. you know, USA Today, best-selling yeah. authors. I talk to someone, I go, okay, let's do a vibe check. So so I'm like, okay, I think Suli would be really good with my writer, Natasha. So I talk to Natasha, I go, this is Suli, what do you think? Blah, blah. Ooh, she looks cool. So then I say, you guys go talk, you do a vibe check. Cool. Then it, the vibe checks have always worked. But I like, you know, this is going to be a very intimate relationship. So it's like, I want the client to go, yes, I feel super comfortable talking to this person. Cool. Then sometimes we'll do an outline and, um, and, and then like, just, it's like our gateway drug. Yeah. We're like, here's $500. You want an outline? Ooh, I need that book. And so then, and then, or sometimes they just jump right in and do the book. And then it's, it's usually about a three to four month process of phone calls. And it's like the, the writer and the client, they talk. It doesn't matter. You know, Zoom, sometimes they meet in person rarely now in COVID. But yeah. And then every chapter, the client is reading it and going, huh, this sounds like me. Oh, we got to change this, whatever it is. Then usually after three to four months, there's a first draft. Then we get client feedback, final draft. The whole time we're going, what are some book covers you like? Can you send us images of book covers you like? And we're kind of conceiving of what it's going to be. We're gathering an advanced reader team, like a group of people like podcast listeners, to (laughs) read the book ahead of time so that they can review it right when it comes out. We have all this, like, back-end wizardry we can do. And we can be completely, like, hands-off. Because obviously if you're working with high-level entrepreneurs, They don't have time. For shit. Perfect. Oh, sorry, I swore. Like, no, I, yes, but. Sorry. I probably cuss, you know, on here too, and that's totally fine. Um, but no, I I love that. Yeah. Like, and friends, like anyone who's listening to this, like I am just thinking about like um, you women who are wanting to do masterminds, like you women who have been in this space for like multiple years, even you like older women who have just got into the space and have like so many stories um, to share and just are wanting to get to the next level. Like I know that I have already been sold on like, I need to get my story out there. Yeah, like, you do. I am going to get that stamp. And it's also, it's not, it's, it, it's the, one of the only things, I'm sure there's other things like this, but it's like such an amazing business tool for you, but the people it can help, the people who are on food stamps and going, well, this is just sort of it. And that they get to read a story. Yeah. Like, and that's what people will say. This is like something that comes up all the time with my students, with my clients is, well, I don't feel comfortable putting myself out there. You don't have this problem, but, yeah. but people do. <laughs> people do. People listening. I did. We all kind of yeah. do. Every Instagram post, yeah. every newsletter, I am slightly uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's not about you. It's not about me. It's just about like that. I wrote my first book because I thought if one person doesn't have to get suicidal before deciding to get sober, I will have done something great. Wow. Like that's who it's for. So we need to stop thinking about ourselves so much and realize like that's not who we're doing it for. Like how can our story help? Yeah. And it's great if we can become multimillionaires yes. while doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it's great that. if we can become publishers and all these other good things. Yeah. Um, I love that, Anna. And I just wanted to make sure that women or even those of you men out there like I literally have just been it was fascinating to me getting outside of the door-to-door space like how uncool we are to like a lot of people don't even know who we are and we are fussing cool ass people I had no idea in the door-to-door space and so uh, hearing what Anna actually is an expertise in I'm like holy crap there are so many people in the door-to-door space who would get to the next level because of this so I want you to uh, leave how it is that we can actually get a hold of you um, how we can get your information and if people are wanting to share their stories ladies if anyone is wanting to share your story wanting to write 
write a book, wanting any of you men who are wanting to get to um, the next level in life or in status or whatever you whatever it's going to be, it's going to be sharing your story. I know that that's going to be the next step that I'm going to want to do is publicly sharing my story for sure. How can we get in contact with you and how can we get started? Well, I'm all over the internet. Are um, you? I'm all over. Well, first of all, I have a podcast. And since you are a podcast listener, just go download Entrepreneur Publishing Academy. Oh, oh my yeah. gosh. Oh, yeah. Thank you for the plug. And then give us the other ones. What's your IG? IG, I'm at Anna B. David everywhere, like okay. on all the things. And then my company is called Legacy Launchpad. Um, so the website's LegacyLaunchpadPub.com. And definitely, if you hear me from this, like reach out, send me a DM and say you heard me on Suli's podcast. Yes, we'll definitely tag her and all her cute little friends. Um, But thank you so much for coming, Anna. Again, for the, I was just literally, all my lights were just flashing as I like met her the other day and just thinking about all you men and women in the door to door space who literally have stories to share um, that other people are just waiting for. So if any of you have a story that you want to share or um, can connect with myself or Anna, go ahead and just reach out after this episode. I'll see you next week. Thank you. Thanks for taking the time to tune in. If I've added any kind of value to your thoughts on knocking doors, please share this podcast with another female rep. Until next time, know that you are capable, you are valued, and most importantly, you are enough.